My name is Brandon Wade, but you can call me Mr. Brandon Wade. You can call me B2. You can call me B squared. You can call me B Wade. But I got two rules for you if you're going to call me anything. Speak life and keep it real. If you do that, you're good in my book. Welcome to Pay It Forward. Whether this is a short episode or a long episode, I give you the greatest commodity that I have. Myself, who I am, who I'm learning to be, and who I've been. I give you my experiences. I give you my heart. I give you the parts of myself that even I don't necessarily want people to know. So if you're going to show up here, my only request to you is this. If you're blessed by anything that you hear from me, pay it forward to somebody else and speak life into the people that you're around. So let's check out what the show's about today. Ain't no clouds. First, I want to say, rest in peace, take off. Take off of the Migos for those who don't watch rap or follow rap culture like that. Um, I was never a big Migos fan pers- personally. You know, I know a little bit about their music and stuff. And I mean, I've, I know about the Migos and everything like that, but that's not necessarily been the type of rap or music that I really listen to on a daily basis. But that was really sad. You know, I was um, planning on doing a pay it forward earlier yesterday. And I wasn't sure whether what I was going to, um, what exactly when I was going to upload, but I, you know, have this concept that I had been planning on uploading because I'd had a conversation with um, one of my sisters on uh, in my ministry prayer group. And I was like, hey, low key, this going to inspire the next pay it forward. So I was, you know, about to go upload. And the first thing I saw when I came on my Instagram was, you know, take off of the Migos. It passed away. And I was like, what? And I don't know. It just. It hit me in a way that. Like. I don't know. I, I Again, I've not necessarily been somebody that was connected in any personal way that I know of to the Migos. But that just that hit that hit. And I just have felt sad about that. Yeah, I mean, I like I said, again, I ain't no bro personally. I don't know nothing about him, but just that, you know, he was just young man young kid he younger than me you know just kind of was starting out in life you know had made it out the hood you know was making money and doing his thing had just released a music video and how many of us you know how many young black people you know black kids and not even just black people have just had their lives ended short you know young Dolph and King Von and you know Juice World. And, um, all of those are just ain't get a chance to really get in their fullness. XXX temptation kids that, you know, for better or worse, just trying to figure things out, you know, and even those that were even older than kids, like, you know, DMX, um, Coolio just rest in peace just recently all these people that I've just kind of noticed that have just kind of been in the back of my mind I I hadn't really kind of focused on it because I've been you know addressing my own personal grievings and stuff that I've talked about on this podcast for a while but like 
man. And I don't know before I I really got into anything that I wanted to personally talk about. I just wanted to just connect with that. Yeah, and right, and PNB Rock too. I just, I just, them brothers been kind of heavy on my heart today, so I just. Wanted a chance to just feel that I've felt really sad that this is the way that that happened. <sighs> yeah. And... You know, I guess you could call that a moment of silence or something. I wasn't trying to be real traditional or nothing. I just was just feeling the grief of someone, a bunch of people I've never met and now will never get a chance to meet dying before their time. That's really sad, man. This isn't the way I normally start off a podcast, but for some reason I just felt like this was the way that this one needed to be started off. And ironically, the topic is something that's kind of similar to what we're we're talking about, but it kind of even factors into this right now. Um, I had initially wanted this topic to be, and it's, I believe it's still going to be that, which was too much and not enough. And I wanted to deal with the, um, just share my thoughts and wisdoms and things that I've learned about um, what I've seen out of society and what society has asked of, of, of us Um as humans, um, especially men and women, what it's asked of us. I know that, like I was talking to my sister, one of my god sisters on the, on one of our, uh, calls and we just got on the topic of like, discussing how men and women interact with each other. And I was just, again, thinking about something that um, one of my relationship mentors talks about, which is men struggling in this world to validate and accept women because a very common thing that we say to women is you're too much either directly or indirectly and we say that in movies we say it in the way we act we say it in the way we talk 
We say it in the way we 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 think about stuff. We we say it in a lot of ways with our body language, with the way that we hold our feelings, the way that we do these things. We always are telling women indirectly, many much of the time that they're too much. My dad never said that about my mom, but he definitely acted that way in his body language, and I've acted like that in different times with a lot of the women and people that I've been around. Is like, man, you too much, man. Why you why you acting like that? Why you got to be like that? And the reality is, is that we as men tell people that we're too much because we're always taught on our end. So for any women and women that are listening, it may help for you to to see this just this perspective from what we actually think is most of us as men are taught that we are not enough. We're told that in our communities, amongst our families, amongst our our our, our spiritual environments, if you have them, amongst our jobs, amongst on TV on all these different things, we are constantly being told we are not enough. And because we are oftentimes dealing with that insecurity and we're just kids a lot of times, we try to find that validation in everything else that we want. And truly what we want in most cases is just a father's validation. We want the validation from older, healthier men to tell us that we're enough just because of who we are. We just want that older male figure to tell us you are perfectly successful because you are who you are, not because of what's in your bank account or what type of house you have or what type of, you know, wife you have or what type of job you have or anything that's material, what type of body you have. We just want to believe and know that someone, especially an older male, thinks of us as enough just as who we are. And because we believe so often that we're not enough, we make that projection on not only our environments, but on the the, the women of our lives, whether it's our moms, our sisters, whether it's our girlfriends or wives, you know, our, our daughters. We tell our daughters a lot of times that they're too much. You know, we 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 blame them for being womanly and, you know, excited and sensual and all these things that women are kind of naturally. And we out of fear, try to control or dominate. And we don't really do that because it's our 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 duty to. But we do it because we are afraid. And I can personally admit that I don't think there's anything in my life I've ever seen more terrifying and beautiful than a fully realized woman. Also, in other cases, many times Christians too, intellectual Christians too, also t- terrify the crap out of me. Um, not in a judgmental way, just I felt terrified of that because I also came from that background. So that's, again, not judgmenting, being judgmental. But there are very few things in life that have terrified me more than that. Simply because those people, I always felt indirectly were telling me that I was not enough. You're not enough of a man. You know, you're, you're, you're not, you're not good enough at this. You know, what, what does it mean if you can't do that? You know, in, in, in all the ways that I felt indirectly gaslighted, not even by them, this is not a victim thing. I'm just talking about the ways that 
I felt gaslighted either by my dad when, you know, he would call me in the room and complain about my mom or when my mom would expect things and she would, you know, express big emotions. And I'd be like, I don't know what to do with this. And I'd feel terrified. And all I would want is for them to shut up. Not because I wanted a woman to be quiet, but because I was scared. Just scared. Scared of what it would mean for her to be able to be the fullness of what she is and me be a container to accept and allow that. And I'm sitting here thinking and feeling in my mind, how can I allow that? And I don't even know how to allow what's inside of me. And then there you have the crux of the issue. The man blames the woman for being too much because the man already feels he's not enough. What if I don't have enough space to hold that feeling, to hold her feelings and my feelings? What if I don't have enough space? And a lot of times we don't, we're not told that we are enough. Just in general. We're not told that by the elders that we know because they weren't told that by their elders. And so we have a whole long pattern of men not telling other men that they are enough just for who they are, that if they never changed. And even when we tell people that, we don't oftentimes really believe that. Like, yeah, you might tell somebody, hey, man, it's all good as long as you do X, Y, and Z. But they feel the internal pressure. They feel that deep desire that you have for them because people can feel what you really think. Even if you never tell them what you really think, people can feel it. I know that I've always felt it, even if somebody was like, oh, no, man, X, Y, and Z, I could always feel it. Like, you don't really believe that. You want me to be better, and I should be better. And the man's like, well, yeah, you should. Should's a terrible word. It's one of the best. It's one of the most painful words that has taught men the ability to survive. And the thing is, is that all of these things, the, the, the concerns that man has about not being enough, ironically, are for survival, but they really, weirdly enough, don't lend to survival nor the fullness of life. Men seeking to be enough. How many men have listened and said, when is it ever enough? Because the man himself doesn't believe that he is enough. And the, the the woman in many cases feels that and the man inadvertently and unconsciously and sometimes consciously puts it on the woman. And that's not her responsibility. The responsibility falls for the man to have other men. To be able to hold the space for what stresses and excitements and victories that a man just has just in being a man and to be accepted as that man is. And many men don't have that. I'm learning to develop that in myself. I can honestly admit that that's something that's developing in my life, but that's not something that I even have right now. So many times we put those burdens on ourselves. And so it's like, well, why? What's this guy do with, you know, the, the death of takeoff and PNB and all those people and stuff like that, all the rappers and everything like that. One of the main things that rap culture teaches, even if it's just entertainment in a lot of ways, is that whatever you have, it's not enough. Rap culture exploits that. 
whatever you have, whoever you are, whatever you think you are, it's not enough. If you got a jewel, you need bigger ones. If you got a mansion, you need more. If you got one woman, you need three. You know, and if you got three, you need six. It's not enough. And the men are told daily, 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 you are not enough. And all of the wealth and riches that, you know, little bro takeoff had wasn't enough to keep what happened to him from happening to him. He's just out there trying to have fun like they do in the hood. You know, the report was that he was just playing a dice game. That's what they do in the hood. He's just having fun. He doesn't necessarily need the money. He's just trying to have fun. Because even for him, it's possible that having money was not enough. Is that his fault? Absolutely not. But he suffered the consequence because some other person saw him and said, I'm not enough. It's a deep cycle of kids raising kids, raising kids. And it's just something I thought about when I was talking to my sister and she was just talking about that. And I said, you know something, you know, my relationship mentors, they were right about that. It is something that we say to women indirectly. And it's because we're saying to ourselves that statement that was usually said to us either by directly or indirectly. Sometimes it's from a teacher, from a parent, from an authority figure. You know, it could be a pastor, it could be a spiritual leader, it could be someone that you have high esteem with that they are telling you indirectly or directly, you are not and never will be enough. And that not enoughness translates into us being able to see women in a lot of their actions and not be able to truly accept them because we don't know how to accept ourselves as men. And so we try to figure it out. You know, we try to do certain things, but in many cases we fall short because no one was there to just let us know you as you are genuinely right where you are, are the delight of my life. You are more than enough and you always will be, even if you never change anything from this day. That is something that I always long to hear from my father figures. And it's something I never really understood why they weren't able to tell me things like that. But they weren't because they no one ever told them that. People do the best they can with what they have. I have been fortunate enough to be granted scenarios that are teaching me how to do more because I have more. So I'm working on doing more. But it's just something I thought about in regards to how we treat each other. And this isn't a justification for men. And I'm not speaking about the other binaries because that's not something that I feel enough educated enough about to speak on. Um, but for the, the dynamic of men and women, um, may we be able to allow ourselves especially as men to help each other be enough to accept ourselves as enough and to accept others other men as enough so that when we if you are blessed in a relationship with a woman to be able to accept her in all of what and who she is and not call her too much because she just simply is 
who and what she is. And let us have communities where we're able to accept each other as exactly what we are. So we can stand in masculine presence. So things like murders and and, and all these things that have happened have been perpetuated by women and men. Mostly men at first, but you have women doing it too. Because we have these beliefs, ingrained beliefs, patterns of program thinking that tell us you are not enough or you're too much and eventually someone snaps and they say you know what well if i'm not gonna be enough then i'm gonna hurt everybody else around me and much of what likely happened with the situation with the migos was like that around somebody who just did not feel like he was enough and so he took somebody else's life over something simple because he just didn't feel like he was enough So I really didn't fully know where I was going to go with this, but some wisdom that I guess I've had about this is I am working on developing a community, um, safe spaces for men, you know, regardless of your mindset, your belief patterns of whatever it is, a safe space for men so that we are able to, work on being enough and allow ourselves to just be enough that regardless of what backgrounds that the men come from, that they can be allowed to be enough as they are and to grow in those things. I'm going to be honest. I'm not an expert at this. I have no idea really with a lot of things on what to do with it, but I want to see it developed. So there may be people out there that can help me with that development and my Instagram is paid forward radio. So maybe if you want to hit me up or whatever, maybe we can talk about it. But I, it's just something I'm interested in seeing. And I know sometimes when you don't have something, it's good to create it. You know, I'm not an expert at it and I'm only one person at this time, you know, but I know that there is a need, a deep need. And I don't really know how to minister to that need. Cause I don't, I just know that I also have that need and I have it deeply to be seen in that way. And, you know, this could be some of something that takes a lot of pain off the streets, you know, that takes a lot and, and reforms it into something that can bring healing from grief and shame and bring life. So I don't know really what that looks like, but it's something that mm, that is a goal of mine. And the more, you know, the more resources I get and stuff. That's going to be something that I want to see take place. And I also want to have a community for myself that I'm able to do that in. So, you know, I I just kind of wanted to speak on this. Not so much about the takeoff situation, but just because it was fresh on my mind and I just didn't know how to feel about it. And had this not happened, I still would have spoken about it. But it just felt like to me that this connected with the whole situation that why do men do many of the things that we do? I've never met a man that underneath all the bravado, all the, you know, I'm, I'll shoot you here and I'll punch you in the face there that hasn't admitted at some point that they have do not and have not felt like enough. Never met a man, regardless of background, regardless of prestige, regardless of success that has genuinely truly felt successful without the support of other experienced elder men that will love them. 
So I'm hoping to see more of that. And that's, you know, my prayer that men will be able to allow God to reveal to us through himself, through others, that he considers us enough and that we can be enough for those communities and those people that he called us to. So that's my prayer for everybody in Jesus name. Amen. Man, I love y'all, man. Thanks for always tapping in and rocking with me. Um, this was sort of like a, you know, unexpected release, but Hey man, I've been really feeling inspired. So, you know, the street's going to get fed, man. You know, I love y'all, man. And just, you know, thanks for always tapping in. Um, as soon as there is a guest segment scenario set up, um, there's a possibility, you know, I could be coming into a new, um, a bigger podcast studio. Um, I don't know exactly how that'll all work, but as it happens, you know, and I'm really able to bring some guests in and stuff or work, work out the logistics or have them worked out for me. Y'all will see some very good conversations coming up. I'm looking forward to them, but man, all I say is I love y'all keep paying it forward. Keep speaking life and keep being 100 and keeping it real and being authentic. That's the goal. All right, y'all. Peace. Shalom. Take it easy. Come on, march with me, march with me. Can I get a hallelujah? Come on, march with me, march with me. Can I get a hallelujah? Come on, march with me, march with me. Can I get a hallelujah? Come on, march with me, march with me. Can I get a
Strange.